Hi FM, your station of choice since 2008. The terror attack that took place in Ra'anana uh, two days ago was a shocking one. As I mentioned, Ra'anana often recalled, uh, often colloquially uh, called Ra'anana Fontaine because of the number of South Africans there, was the scene of a devastating terror attack that resulted in one person dying and uh, around about 17 others being wounded. We wanted to chat to the, uh, get a sense of what this means from a security point of view within the so-called or, 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 or perceived safe towns in parts of Israel. Mark Kolberg is a South African-born security advisor. He's a retired Israel police officer. Mark, a very good morning to you. Thank you for joining us. How are you doing? Good morning. Thank you for having me. So it's, it's obviously as Israel fights a war on a number of fronts, the security within uh, the certain air within Israel itself is obviously also paramount because you certainly can't have a war being fought there as well. This type of attack yesterday, uh, not yesterday, the day before, wh- what does this mean in terms of policing, security? H- how does it function on a practical level? How it, uh, you know, the, the sad thing is, I, in answering your question, I have to go back and say that Israel's been uh, facing terror attacks of this type and much worse um, for decades now, uh, for years and years and years. Mm, I can mm, take you back course. to uh, the Park Hotel uh, mm. bombing. Where, where, where people were killed, but, and suicide bombing and bus bombings and mall bombings. And, but this attack within the framework of what happened on the 7th of October is, is worrying because it's a, another front. Uh, Israel's fighting this war uh, that we didn't start uh, from different fronts, uh, from different countries. And it's, it's, it's not a good thing. As far as policing is concerned, I think the, the Israel police is always on its toes, always alert. Uh, you can't stop uh, terror attacks or crime from uh, being committed, you know, 100%. It's, it's, it's not possible. Mm. I think the worrying thing is that the target at this time, whether it was a spontaneous target or not, it will, we'll see the investigation, but they targeted children, mostly standing at a bus stop. That worries me. Mm. Um, you know, if that's, if that's the... The type of terror we're going to face now and, you know, targeting children, the ramming attacks and the, the car bombings and the, 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 the cars driving into people at bus stops is nothing new to Israel, sadly. Mm, mm. You know, when, 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 I, when I worked in South Africa uh, leading up to the Soccer World Cup with the South African VIP police unit, we discussed these type of things for security around the soccer stadiums and the protecting of bus stops and the protecting of taxi ranks and the airports and hotels, you know, in the parking lots. And there was a lot of threats uh, at the time, if you remember, against the U.S. Mm, soccer team mm, uh, mm. visiting South Africa. And, and this, the South African authorities did an amazing job. There was, I don't think, one serious incident in South Africa throughout the World Cup soccer. <laughs> and and, and crime, yeah, it was, even crime completely disappeared. I remember uh, going to exactly. a game in Ellis Park. We had and we we parked in Hillbrow today you couldn't even imagine walking walking through well, Hillbrow you couldn't even imagine it then but we did and exactly. it was safe so, mm. 
So, so this this brings me back to the the question of security and and back to terror in Israel. Terror in Israel has been around all the time. Our our police in South Africa for years, I think since 1973. Don't quote me on the year, but I think since 1973 is is not just dealing in classic policing like other countries, mm. like normal democratic countries. We're dealing in also trying to thwart and prevent terror attacks. Mm. We are not going out and committing terror attacks into. Uh, places like Ulkarim and things like that. You know, we, we're trying to thwart this terror. We don't want mm, mm. Uh, uh, to have to deal with this. We'd rather fight the normal crime, cyber crime, uh, you know, the, the, the financial crimes that are going on. There, there are enough criminals in the world to do this. So this should be the focus. And, and in, in order for us to prevent these terror attacks, we have to, I think, maybe take things to the offensive. Yes, there's a war here. It's very sensitive. But what worries me is the targeting of children at the bus stop, mm. which doesn't make headlines. I don't think many uh, international media reports have actually said how many children were rammed I'm not down even sure that uh, I saw this. I'm not even sure that I saw this attack reported on South African media now that I'm thinking of it. I'm going to go and have a look. But uh, when the news broke, of course, we were following um, Israeli media. But uh, I don't even recall. Does anybody know? 34519 or 0618951019. Was the terror attack on Monday reported in, in local media? I'm not, sure that, I'm not sure that it was. This, this type of security, is that the responsibility of the police? Is it a, a, a part of the army? Where does the responsibility? Ability or, or ultimate supervision or overview sit? Howard, I, I would imagine, you know, I, I've been retired for, I think, 16, 17 years already from right. the Israeli police, but I would imagine the responsibility within the, the external borders of Israel is the, the Israel Defense Force who are defending, and if they, are, they know about a terror attack being planned based on intelligence, they will go in and, and try and fought that attack to prevent further life being lost. Within Israel itself, it's the police's responsibility to try and prevent and thwart these attacks, okay? And mm -hmm. obviously, if the attacks are committed, w the police will need to look uh, within Israel for suspects and additional suspects that maybe bring the terrorists in and drive them out. So if you can, if I can give an example, if mm -hmm. a, a, a group of car thieves from, from let's say, Botswana, it was coming in from Botswana, stealing South African cars and going back to Botswana. What would the South African police do? Do they try and stop them in Botswana or preventing or being proactive? Mm. Or do they wait for them to steal cars and just try and get lucky, you know, based on it? Right, right. One needs to look at this cross-border type of terror and understand the problems in Israel's a tiny country. Have a look on a map. Israel mm. is tiny. It's very small. It takes... 12 minutes to go from the east of Israel to the west of Israel by car. It is very small. And I think this South Africans should understand. Maybe South Africans who don't really know the geography and leave history. It's, a, it's, a, it's another subject. But the geography of policing in Israel is very, very difficult because we're such a small country. So when you have an attack coming across the border, you literally have minutes to try and catch the perpetrators. 
or prevent the attack from coming in in the first place. Mm-hmm. And yeah, very little time, very little buffer. The other concern, of course, is that following October 7th, there's been a massive... Uh, it, it, it was very unnerving because of the number of people who were involved who who were uh, part of those communities uh, who were passing on information to Hamas etc and and obviously that's created nervousness within Israel here's another example of one of those situations where I believe that these terrorists were working um, at a car wash in in the area of Ranana well, so so it obviously yeah, must be very unnerving it's unnerving. It's, 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 I'll, I'll expand on that a little bit because Israel over the years has had a policy to allow Palestinian workers like we like, allow Thai workers or Sri Lankan workers, it doesn't matter where you're from, mm-hmm. South African workers, right. come in, work, construction, in agriculture, in the medical, uh, in, and they support their families like this, mm-hmm. okay? Because right. let's course. take Gaza, for example, no one, was sought, no one was supporting in Gaza the Palestinian families. They were supporting building a, a military terror infrastructure, not supporting the people. Uh, other countries were supporting maybe the people with a hundred dollars a month or something. But let's not get into politics. Let's let's talk about yes, you yes. know the fact that we gave them work and now everybody's a suspect. So the two terrorists uh, are both, by the way, family members right. from two days ago. Um, they didn't have any uh, um, visa, if we can call it. I, I, I mm-hmm. you know, it's like traveling across the border. They didn't yes, have permission yes. right. to be in Israel because of their past. They had a past in terror, in crime. Um, wow. Crime have been stealing cars. I don't know the exact details, but also terror. So they didn't get permission to come. So they were, they actually came into Israel illegally. One of them apparently was working. It's all public in the public domain. Was working in the car wash. So he probably spent a couple of days, like on the 7th of October, or prior to the 7th of October, collecting information, collecting intelligence, looking for soft targets, attacking a bus stop where there are children right outside a rehabilitation hospital of civilian people. There are no military or police installations there. Unbelievable. So this is purely, purely an attack against the civilian soft target population. Quite the contrary to what the world is saying. Israel is doing, for example, in Gaza. We are not targeting the Palestinian people. Listen, they, you can't convince somebody who doesn't want to listen, but they are not. I'm telling you as a South African-born person with a, a very mm-hmm. high-level objective note in mind, I, I, I've been there, I've done that. No one tar- targets civilians. In a war, you have casualties. It, it, yeah, it's unfortunate. Yeah. I think sad. I think that anybody that actually took Israel's uh, response at the International Court of Justice seriously and listened to what they say said, in fact, would have seen that. We do need to leave it there. Thank you for chatting. As always, Mark Kohlberg is a South African-born security advisor. He's a retired Israeli police officer.